Good evening and welcome back to another episode on Coffee with Craner. I'm your host, Lyndon Crane, and this is episode 70. We have a special guest, Brandon McBride. You might have recognized him. He went to Herman Secondary School, later went to Mississippi State. Um, he's a two-time NCAA Division 800-meter champion and a nine-time track and field All-American at Mississippi State University. In 2016, he went to his first Olympics, and later in uh, 2021, last year, he was also at the Olympics again. And uh, something to note, he's a national record holder for 800 meters. Uh, 143.20 was the record, and nobody has beat it since. Uh, that happened in 2018. Today, we're going to be talking about everything around the track, outside of the track, and what Brandon's been up to since the Olympics. Brandon, thanks for joining. Yes, thank you so much for having me, Lyndon. I uh, really, really appreciate um, you having me on the show. Um, yeah, in terms of what I've been up to, um, yeah, lots of training, uh, lot, lots of personal growth, really. Um, you know, the pandemic has, has been tough on everybody mentally um, and as well as physically and financially. Uh, can't forget those. Um, and so at the end of the day, you know, I've just been, you know, taking it day by day myself, um, just trying to stay as positive and as healthy as possible. That's awesome. Now, uh, I, I want to jump into my very first question. And because it's Coffee with Craner, I have to ask, mm -hmm. where in Windsor Essex, when you're back home, is your favorite place to get coffee? Um, yeah, to be honest, uh, I'm not really a coffee type of guy. I'm more of a tea uh, okay. type of guy. Um, but you know, my favorite place to get tea, I, you know, I'm Canadian. I, I'd have to say uh, Tim Hortons uh, East Side, uh, just off of uh, Central. Uh, I okay. forget um, the intersection exactly, but it, it's just uh, the East Side, right, uh, right by um, the old YMCA. Uh, okay. Where the YMCA used to be uh, right off of uh, Central. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that would be my go-to, uh, whenever I'm in, whenever I'm in town. Uh, yeah, I, I grab a nice tea there. Uh, often, you know, I'm, I'm very busy, so I'm usually just passing through. Uh, I haven't sat down in a while, you know, of course, because of the pandemic as well, but yep, that would be my go-to. That's fantastic. And for those watching, where are you joining from today? Uh, Eugene, Oregon. Uh, yeah, I've been on the uh, on the West Coast for a while, going back and forth between uh, Eugene and L.A. So, okay, yeah. Yeah. that's awesome. What uh, what brought you to uh, Eugene? Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm currently uh, training with uh, OTC um, under Coach Mark Rowland. Um, yeah, so that's been pretty pretty exciting. Um, love the group. Um, first time in a professional training group, so that's been great. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, training's been going well. And did you say OCT? Uh, OTC, OTC, so Oregon, Oregon Track Club. Oh, uh, So it's, it's the historic Oregon uh, Track Club. There's lots of uh, history um, and uh, I'm excited to be a part of that uh, ongoing history, you know? Um, and I'm excited to, to add to it uh, in hopefully a, a positive and impactful way. Yes, now let, uh, speaking of history, let's talk about what first got you into track and field. Yes, 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 yes. So uh, I've always loved running. Um, for me, uh, running is, is is like a form of meditation. But you know, I my earliest days, uh, I used running to get back and forth uh, from you know my friend's house to back home. Uh, parents were very very strict, so I had to be home at a certain time. It was. You know, um, and so in order for me to maximize my time with my friends, you know, I had to find an efficient way to get home. 
And, uh, the, you know, that, that way definitely was not walking. I'll tell you that because everyone lived uh, very, very far. Um, I believe it was about a mile and a half, maybe two miles away. And so, you know, one of the things that I came up with is, hey, you know, I, I could cut my time in half, uh, my travel time in half if I just jog. And so, um, yeah, that's how I used to get to and from friends' houses. And uh, eventually I started enjoying it more and more. And, um, yeah, I, I became decently good at it. Uh, <laughs> And um, I met uh, a coach of mine uh, and, uh, in high school, and he thought that I could be pretty good at uh, track and field. And, yeah, we just went from there. So you had to, had to be in before the lights were out. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Parents did not uh, play around when it came to uh, curfews, uh, when it came to studies and uh, things of that nature. They ran a, a tight ship. They still do. <laughs> yeah. Same, same with my parents. Um, yes. So I, you talked a little bit about your your coach that you met early on. Uh, was he your mentor? Or were there other mentors that uh, you grew up with? And, and why were they so great? Um, yeah, you know, uh, I've had a, a, a few mentors. And, and really, um, each of them were great. Um, you know, they were great for a, a certain period of, of my time, uh, you know, and on, of my journey, really. Um, I remember my, my high school coach, he was... Yeah, he was a great, he is a great coach. Um, and he helped develop me from, you know, a person that wasn't knowledgeable in the sport, didn't really, you know, have a whole lot of experience. He was able to get me from um, that starting point to, uh, you know, the NCAA and so on and so forth. And then that's where I met my uh, second mentor. And then along the lines, I, you know, I stayed in touch with uh, a, a great mentor um, as well. Um, so I, I definitely um, I have had a, a little less than a handful of mentors. And I think that that's, it's very, very important to seek out others that are more wise than yourself. You know, you need to surround yourself with others. I mean, there's that, the, the great quote. I mean, if you're, if you're the smartest one in your group, chances are you need to get a new group, right? And so I like to surround myself with, uh, with people that are a whole lot smarter than I am. That's awesome. And, and now you're a mentor yourself for, for other students and athletes, I, I would imagine. I believe you have a younger brother that's in, in running. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, I, I try to be. Uh, I try to give back in any way that I can. Um, yeah, my younger brother, Will, um, or William, uh, he is, yeah, he's doing his thing down south. And it's, it's great to see, you know, and he had a lot of, a lot of success in, in high school and unfortunately, just the, with the pandemic, it really affected his university experience. And I think that he's uh, just now coming around. And um, yeah, I'm pretty excited for the next couple of months to see. I, I think that he's going to very uh, he's going to shock himself and uh, uh, quite a few people around him. Uh, his fitness is definitely coming around, and uh, I'm excited for him. Yeah, but, well, he, yeah. he has a uh, a great mentor to look up to, and and somebody that he. Uh, know lives with sometimes where you can just <laughs> go out and have a run with um, yes now just talking about your time in the olympics uh being someone that's never attended and have, has watched online through the television uh, what was this experience like what uh what happens behind the scenes that you think would be a bit different than what i'm, I'm experiencing at home um well it just depends on which uh olympics you're referring to um in 2016 you know it Everyone, you know, they, they think that 
uh, you know, the Olympics is this big party and, and there is a lot of fun that, that happens at the Olympics, but there is, it's, it's very, very stressful. Um, Mm. you know, you're going there for a job. A lot of athletes have, um, goals, you know, they have certain marks that they need to hit certain times that they need to run. Um, and so it's, it's very, very stressful. And so a lot of, uh, a lot of people think that, Hey, you know, you get there and it's just a big party, (laughs) but no, uh, if you're around the track, um, if you're around the track when the the athletes are doing their final preparations, you can literally feel the tension. You can feel, you know, the intensity, um, the stress levels. Um, and I think that, uh, well, you know, in regards to this last Olympics, uh, the pandemic just really uh, magnified that. I mean, it just made things that much more stressful, um, you know, and it, it, it's tough. It's, it's tough. Um, and so, uh, a lot of the times you see everyone is just so critical of athletes, um, you know, pertaining to their performance and so on and so forth. But, you know, uh, you see it, uh, online and on social media and everything. But it, it's, you know, to me, I kind of scratch my head because um, there are a lot of individuals who have, you know, who have never been in that situation and they have no idea the, the stress um, that that athlete or, or whatnot is under. Um, and so, yeah, there's, there's a lot more that goes into um, just let, let's just say sports in general. Um, mm. Then yeah, there's, there's a lot that goes into it. And a lot, I think a lot of people would be very, very surprised to see behind the scenes. Yeah. I mean, I'm just watching the uh, winter Olympics right now and I'm addicted to it, but it's just mm-hmm. like, if that one athlete messes up, you know, it, it, it's not necessarily the end of their career and ju- it could be nerves that that caused them to do so poorly at the Olympics or had a, had a little setback at the start. Um, right. that, like you said, isn't really a good indication of, of how strong that athlete really is. Yes. Yes. And, um, you know, unfortunately with sports, it's, you know, it, it can be very, very cutthroat. And so you know, that uh, particular athlete, whoever you, um, whatever athlete you want to name, they could be, you know, number one in the world for 10 months straight. And then when it comes time to the games or, or whatnot, or their world championships or their major championships or whatever, um, you know, uh, yeah, whatever circumstance, whatever event they may be competing in, um, it could be something as simple as, hey, uh, they got a bad batch of eggs that, that morning and now their stomach or their stomach is not feeling the greatest or they're not feeling the greatest or food poisoning or so, so on and so forth. Um, and then all of a sudden, hey, they have, um, you know, an off competition. And they, that's, that's the thing about athletics is it's, it's cutthroat, unforgiving at times. Um, but yeah, it's, it's part of why I do it. It's, it's, uh, I, I just love it. I, 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 I really do. I really do. <laughs> so, I love the highs and the lows. Of course. Of course. And speaking of the, uh, the food issue, I remember running cross country and track and I had a, a McDonald's uh, breakfast wrap, the, you know, a half hour before the race. And I promise oh, I was no. not feeling, uh, not feeling too good for that race, but, uh, yes. totally understand what you mean. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to speaking on, you know, we're talking about food. We did have a quick question that came in, uh, Brandon. So it's what is nutrition like before race, uh, long distance runners say they eat pasta. Um, does he eat candy or sweets to get an adrenaline rush? Oh, okay. Okay. And so, yeah, I, um, nutrition before the race, I, I try to keep it very, very simple. Um, you know, I will, you know, have, let's say maybe a, a sandwich, 
um, or a little bit, maybe a little bit of pasta, but you know, and not a little bit of pasta, but I'll have a decent amount of pasta. But I, I try to eat three hours out from the race. And really, I, I think it just depends. You have to learn your body. You have to know, um, you know, what fuel is the, the best type of fuel for your body, right? Um, some people like energy drinks like candy or so on and so forth before the race. Me, personally, I'm, I'm more of a tea type of guy, like 90 minutes uh, maybe two hours out of the race, um, from the race, I like to have uh, a nice tea just with a, a tad bit of caffeine in there. Cause that, that's all it really, that's all it really takes to get me going. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, that, that's what works for me. But at the end of the day, you have to find what works for you. Do you have any like superstitions or, or like a, a routine or habit that you have to do every single time before you hit the track? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. It, it's it's weird. It, it, it's weird things like uh, my socks have to, you know, if I'm wearing a light color top, my socks have to be white. If it's a dark color top, my socks have to be black. It's weird. It, it gets strange. It, you know, and a lot of runners have these strange things that, that they just have to, you know, that they have to do. Right. Um, and it's just in my mind, uh, in, a, in a lot of distance runners' minds, uh, they can be very, very routine. Um, and so if you have a certain routine, if you eat a certain meal or so on and so forth, and then you have a great race, you just want to, you want to keep repeating that same routine because you want to control everything that you can possibly control. Because at the end of the day, there's so many things that could go wrong. And so if you keep everything the same, you know, I mean, it probably in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter that much. But it, if it matters to you in your mind, because sports is uh, is a lot, there's a lot or huge or enormous mental aspect to sports. If that's what keeps you sane, then I uh, hey, um, do what you have to do. If wearing pink socks keep you sane and it gets you comfortable, uh, you know, before a race, hey, wear your pink socks, and that's why. You know, I never judge what an athlete's wearing. I never judge uh, what an athlete has to do to get themselves ready for a race. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, little Will, um, he likes to wear a million and one bracelets. Uh, <laughs> he likes to wear jewelry, sunglasses, and that's what works for him. And uh, we've had several conversations. And uh, when I was younger, um, I didn't really get it. I didn't, you know, I didn't have that perspective. Um, and so I, I would always make comments, but then I saw, you know, that's what makes him, him right. Um, at the end of the day. And, and now, uh, I'm, I'm definitely, I, I, I don't judge at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. Um, I, I just want to jump into a next question here. Cause I know uh, you live by some quotes, uh, I believe what are, what are your mm -hmm. favorite quotes or, or mottos that, uh, that come to mind to you? Um, favorite quote, I guess, uh, it'd probably be the one that's on my Instagram. The only time that success comes before work is in the dictionary. Um, and really that's, it's really a model that I live by. I, uh, anybody that knows me or has trained with me knows that I, I love to work. I love to work hard. Um, I love to train hard. I love to get lost in the process at the end of the day. And I, I think that I've just had so much success from, focusing on the process and the day-to-day, the -day, uh, maximizing every single day. Hey, if I'm, if today's a rest day, then I'm going to take it as a rest day. You know, I'm not going to be out dancing on tables or something of that nature, you know? <laughs> what, do you do <laughs> you know? what What do I do? Um, 
you know, I'm usually doing some form of uh, uh, physiotherapy or uh, just something, you know, uh, like some form of treatment. But if I don't have treatment, then uh, you can find me, you know, in my room or on the couch, uh, reading a book, um, meditating, you know, um, just doing something to to keep my mind off of sport and uh, and really take care of myself mentally because uh, it's uh, mental health is is so very important. Mm-hmm. No, it definitely is. It definitely is. Um, and just my, my last question before I send you off, because I know you have uh, something after physiotherapy, I imagine. Um, what are what are some of your future goals for your athletic career and then also outside of the track? For my athletic career, um, you know, I just want, at the end of the day, you know, I, I uh, every athlete wants to bring home a medal. You know, um, that's what my goal is. And uh, in order to achieve that goal, you know, I, I, I just have to stay, I have to stay healthy. You know, injuries have plagued me for the longest, uh, the last year or so. Um, and uh, yeah, so right now, the the overarching goal would be to bring home a medal. And, you know, in order to achieve that goal, it would be to stay healthy um, yeah. and have a have a healthy season. Um, from here on out, so on and so forth. Um, but off the track, um, a year ago, I would have told you it would be to get my master's. Um, but last year I, I achieved that. I got my master's, wow. but awesome. really it's just, uh, as of right now, it's just developing, um, as an all around person, you know, um, developing, uh, socially and then career wise, establishing some, some connections, um, really developing my some professional skills and, and so on and so forth. Um, but long term, long term goal would it, it would be to find something that I love just as much as track and field, you know, find something that I that I love to um, that I can just get lost in the numbers, the process, so on and so forth. I can show up every single day excited um, excited to do the grunt work of, of the job. You know, I, I want to be, um, in a situation where I'm just as excited to do the not so great stuff, uh, uh, aspect of the job as, you know, the, the, the aspect of the job that's the glamorous, um, side of the job. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that would be my long-term goal. Well, you, well, you have to do what you love and, uh, yeah. I definitely respect that. And I can't wait to see you bring home a medal, um, to Windsor. We can we can have the torch in the in the city and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just good. Uh, thank you for your time. Thanks for being on here, uh, connecting with the folks down in Windsor Essex, and I wish you all the best. Yes, thank you, and thank you for having me. Thank you for being so patient. I'm I'm a busy guy. I'm rarely on social media, as you can tell from my social media. Yeah, thank you for being so patient because I know you know chasing around athletes it it, it can be tough. It can be tough because everyone's schedule is so hectic. But uh, thank you. Awesome. Thank you, and uh, thanks for those watching. We will see you uh, soon for the next episode. Thanks, everyone.